Welcome into Inside the Den, your look inside Lee's McRae Athletics. Inside the Den is produced for the sole purpose of keeping Bobcat fans in the know and can be found on our website, lmcbobcats.com, or on SoundCloud. Just search Lee's McRae Athletics. Now, here's your host, Tim Hall. Welcome back, Bobcat fans, to another episode of Inside the Den. Today, we are going to talk about turf on Tate Field. By now, you have probably heard the news that Tate Field will be receiving turf and will be available in 2021. As you could imagine, our entire athletic department is quite excited about this news, especially our men and women soccer and men and women lacrosse teams. And we're going to talk to those coaches today to get their thoughts and perspective on it. But I wanted to shed a little bit of light about this news, uh, a few extra details that I think are important and something you should know. Uh, The construction on the turf is supposed to begin here in this month of September, should be completed by the end of this semester, and then will be ready for play in spring of 2021. Now, of course, all of us in athletics are looking forward to the spring because all sports will hopefully finally be competing again. And I mean all sports. So every team right now is doing what they can per the rules of NCAA and practicing and getting ready and doing the things they need to do in the hopes of returning to competition in 2021. And those four teams have turf to look forward to. Now, the company installing this is well-renowned. They're called Field Turf. And they're going to be installing a Vertex 2.25-inch hybrid material. I'm told it's the best product they have. Now, if you have watched the University of Michigan football or Notre Dame or Ohio State football team play at home, then you have seen a game played on field turf installed by the company that's installing the same turf at Lee's McRae. They also installed the baseball field at the University of Tennessee, as well as soccer at United Atlanta training grounds. So, They have a very impressive resume with over 6,500 installations all throughout North America. So we're not only getting turf, we're getting turf from a company that is one of the best in the business. So we decided to talk with each of the coaches to get their thoughts and just have them share what it's going to mean for their players, for their teams, and for the future of Lee's McRae Athletics now having turf on Tate Field. So, sit back, enjoy the show, and go Bobcats! All right, Bobcat fans, to kick off this episode about Tate Field, I have men lacrosse and women lacrosse coaches brad dunn and kat lavallo how are y'all doing today good how are really you good yeah great 
All right. Well, appreciate you both being on the show to talk about the exciting news that we have of a turf field coming to Tate Field. And Brad, as an alumni of Lees McRae, I first wanted to get your thoughts of you played on Tate Field and you know exactly what it was like uh, and have been a coach here for a few years. What does this mean to you as a former player and alumni now coach to have a turf field coming to Tate Field? Yeah, thanks for having me this morning. Um, getting turf on Tate is is something that we've talked about um, as players, as alumni, um, and as athletic staff for a very, very long time. Um, it's it's a need uh, more than a want, just based off of our our geographic location. Um, but for me, as an alumni, as you mentioned, someone who actually played on that field um, when I first got here, it was actually our practice field, and we played on one of the lower fields. Um, and then when we did the expansion and added the, the beautiful track, and it became it became our game field. Um, so definitely have a sort of mixed emotions honestly um you know i love the grass it's like you said it's where i played it's where you know, the whole blood sweat and tears uh came out on that field um but you know knowing just the need at this point um you know ha- the ability to be able to to play every single home contest on our campus um, is just going to be an absolute game changer for, for all of our programs, um, not just lacrosse, but soccer and um, the ability to have intramurals come back. Um, that's something during my time when I was a, a player here, we always look forward to, you know, intramural flag football and intramural kickball and stuff like that. And, you know, we're going to be able to do that now, mm-hmm. um, you know, turn the lights on and, you know, a nice cool fall evening out there playing some flag football, I think is going to be just a huge draw, not just for athletics, but for the, the campus population as a whole. So very, very excited. Uh, again, sort of a bittersweet moment. Um, I definitely will be going out there and, and grabbing a little bit of grass before they tear <laughs> it up as a, you know, as a little mineral, um, something to remember the field by, but, um, definitely very excited. This has uh, been a long time coming and, um, can't wait. Just cannot yeah. wait to see it. I had not even thought about the intramural perspective uh, and all the other extra things that we would get to do because now we're not having to worry about tearing up a grass field. And I I'm, don't know that our fans or, or alumni, I know the alumni do, but our fans and families realize just the hurdles that the teams and coaches go through, uh, through their practices and the different adjustments that have to get made if the field is, is unplayable. And, and Kat, you, you've shared a really interesting story with me from last season. Uh, talk about that, that game that you did finally get to play, but uh, you had to jump through some hoops to make it happen, and now we're not going to have to do that with this field. So, yeah, share that story from last season. Yeah, so it's a, it's a story that – or a memory that I will never forget. I don't know, I'm sure that my team that I had last year, they're not going to forget it either. Uh, so we're playing a manual and, you know, that was our first home game of the season. And we go out there, warm-ups, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be tough because the manual coach is complaining about, you know, she's worried about it being playable. And I was like, well, we have to play up here. Like, it's a conference team. If they leave, the game gets canceled and we can't make it up. It doesn't exist. Uh, so we've got about, like, maybe 20 minutes into the game. 
uh, and the refs are going back and forth and they're like, we can't play here. It, you know, feet are getting stuck in the mud. The other coach is concerned. Like I was concerned for my girls. And finally, um, I went up to the officials cause they, they called the game. I was like, I have another field that we can get ready. Can you check it out? Or when could we do that? And they went down there and they checked it out and they're like, yeah, you can move it. So it was basically a rush against the clock. Cause it was like a four, 4 PM game. It was springtime. We're still, it's, it's going to get dark early still. So we, we had everyone, Brad's team was helping me. We had the athletic department come out, a few staff members came out and I was basically under like, I was the captain of getting this field painted. It was probably the most intense thing I've ever done where we had to rush everything off the field from the game field to the practice field, but also get it lined. Uh, it was just crazy. But it, within an hour, we got that thing painted. And the, luckily off the official, uh, one of the officials was helping us. It was like, oh, you need a line here, here, here. And Brad's guys were lifting up the nets, getting them out of the way. It was just getting a shot clock sound. It was just a stressful experience, but my girls ended up winning that game by, I believe, 10, 10 goals. Uh, it was something I'll never forget, and I'm just thankful for this turf because I never have to do it again. <laughs> well, that's a great example of the, you know, the can-do and make-do attitude that we have to employ sometimes as coaches and teams is, you know, you got to think quick on your feet and solve a problem very quickly. And you all did a good job and it turned into a W, which is uh, the icing on the cake. So, Brad, as a as a coach, what do you feel like? Uh, well, first, I'm curious, you know, Brad, what what was your team's response when they heard this news? They were overjoyed. <laughs> I don't even know if I could put a, a description to the excitement Um that my guys have um it, it's something you know uh, again i i speak to them as an alumni as much as i do as a coach um so they you know they they understood you know the the big scope if you will of of really how important this this is this could be leading up to it and then how important this is going to be for us um not just this year, but, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line when they do become alumni. Um, so, yeah, overjoyed, truly overjoyed. Several of them just, just dumbfounded. <laughs> um, you know, they didn't, they did not see this coming, um, you know, because, you know, we, we always just kind of assumed that, oh, it would have to happen over the summer, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so every year we came back and it's like, well, you know, okay, it didn't happen this summer, hopefully next summer. But, mm. you know, for them to – uh you know, our athletics uh, leadership and, and President King to go out and find a, a tremendous company that, uh, you know, can get it done for us um, at, a, at a very high rate of speed, but put down a probably arguably the best turf uh, out there on the market. Um, uh, I'm very, very excited. And, um, you know, now let's just hope uh, hope Mother Nature plays with, uh, plays well with us for the next three months. Well, you know, there are some bright spots throughout this whole virus experience and this is definitely one of them uh cat when your players heard this news what what was their response to this they were shocked and they're still talking about it even yesterday we finished our first practice and they were still like i can't wait for this turf because when you go through the stuff that we do as a especially as a spring sport now soccer's coming in uh for this year we had a brad and i had a constantly 
reschedule games. And it it was a lot because you're like, okay, our first game's in end of February. We don't. It's probably not going to be playable. We're going to have to move it. Mm-hmm. And it's incredibly frustrating for me to plan or any coach to plan for that to happen because you're not 100% sure. Like, oh, we're planning to play this game. We're going to train for it. We're going to prepare for it. But, you know, two days before, you're like, oh, we're going to have to move it. And it's frustrating um, to do that and for the girls to prepare for something and then it just gets pushed back even further. Mm-hmm. They want to play and they want to do this. And it's just going to make all of our lives easier because now we're like, oh, no, we're playing because now we have turf. So uh, it's just one last thing that Brad and I or – you know, coaches during the spring have to worry about with this turf. So it's, it's really happy, especially with COVID. You know, a lot of schools are going through a lot of stuff right now. They're cutting programs, you know, you're going through a lot. And we announced that we're getting turf. Like, that is huge. Yeah. You know, yeah. that like no one can anticipate with all this happening that, oh, this is the year we're going to get turf. Like, I was shocked to say the least. I think my mouth dropped. Like, I was like, wow. Um, so, quite, you know, my girls can't stop talking about it. Good. Well, quite surprising for all of us. And again, just a bright spot in a in a tough situation. Uh, and, I, you know, looking ahead with all of the spring sports, well, all the sports playing in the spring. Yeah, the toughest job is going to be scheduling and, you know, just being able to uh, find the days on the calendar and, and the time during the day to make sure everybody gets the practice time, play time, because it's going to be an adjustment to it. Uh, one final thing. For both of you, uh, Brad, speak to how you see this improving the recruiting process. Now there's that one hurdle. Now it's out of the way. We have this. It's coming. How do you see that really helping you attract uh, players for the future? Yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's a major, major step forward. Um, you know, Again, you know, we we don't like to look at our flaws in the recruiting process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we embrace the adversities, but you know, to be able to look a recruit in the eye and say, yeah, "I can get," for all intents and purposes, guarantee unless we get a huge blizzard the day of, um, I can guarantee you that you're going to be playing on our campus, you know, seven to eight times every single year um, in front of your family and friends and classmates and we're not having to reschedule games or move them to alternate locations um we can really build on that that you know in-home excitement you know on-campus excitement of of having having men's lacrosse um you know which is you know really our only contact true contact sport left Mm -hmm. on campus so um you know it's it's exciting for uh for those who come out and and see it for the first time or who are avid fans so um, but yeah, just the promise of having, you know, having those games here at all times, um, recruits, you know, they do their homework, uh, they'll go back and they'll research and they'll see. And, um, and I'm sure there's several of them that have looked and said, oh, well, they've had to move locations and they're watching live feeds and they're not playing on the actual game field yeah. that they see in all the pictures. And so now to look them in the eye and look their parents in the eyes and say, you know, this is our home this is it. You know, there are, there are no other places for us to go, but right here, uh, I think is, is an absolute game changer. And, you know, as our game has evolved and, and more and more of our, uh, of our opponents are, are, are playing on turf. It gives us the opportunity to be able to practice at the speed uh, that we can expect when we travel to 
another facility that that already plays on turf because mm-hmm. um, you know lacrosse is a very fast game and, and it does it changes uh, it changes from being played on grass versus being played on turf so for us to have that ability to to practice at, at, at the rate of speed that you play on turf um is, is an absolute game changer for us in the recruiting process yeah so cat the news came out and yeah we learned the news as coaches uh with Dr. King and Craig McPhail delivering it to us a few weeks ago. And it certainly wasn't what I was expecting to hear that day. And, and we all got pumped and excited. Uh, and even though my team and most other teams are, uh, you know, we're not going to be on that field playing. We're excited for you. When you heard that, what was really going through, you know, as you're, you know, we're all recruiters. I mean, that's the lifeblood of our program. How do you see that? benefiting the women lacrosse and and what are some ideas and talking points that this opportunity has provided for you for the fall 2021 recruits uh it's it's just been a positive one uh you know girls you know the recruits i'm talking to they're dealing with their changes of their own they're dealing with all their classes are online they might have one day in person but the rest is through zoom so and they're dealing with they're hearing all these big schools or cutting programs and budget cuts and all, all the whole nine yards. And then when I tell them like, Oh, we're getting turf. They're like, they're like, like they take a second. They're like, really? Like that is probably the one good thing that I've heard that schools are doing. Cause <laughs> yeah. like who anticipated Like, that's why I was so shocked. Cause you know, we've been talking about turf for such a long time. And I, I even told Brad, I was like, we're not getting turf this year. There's no way. I don't no way we're getting it. And I was stressing out about, how soccer is going to go in the spring. I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this. Like we're already challenged just dealing with our two teams. And now you're going to add two more teams to play in the spring. So when that announcement was made by Dr. King, I was like, wow. Like I, like it took me a full day to process it because like, I'm like, wow, this is really happening. And the recruits are just about the same way. And I, I, I'll bring them to campus. They'll see the field. I was like, don't get used to this. Cause it's going to be looking a whole lot nicer. And, <laughs> They're, they're pretty pumped about it because they're like, oh, I play on turf, so this is great. I'm like, yes. And internally, I'm like thinking, like, I don't have to paint this field ever yeah. again. I don't have to worry about it. I'm like, that's one less job I have to do, which is great for us because getting that field ready for the spring is such a pain in the butt to do because you don't know what the weather is going to be like. And now I feel such a relief yeah. that I don't have to worry about it this year. Well, you know, as coaches, uh, and I experienced this same thing, that our competitors, the people that you and I recruit against, they use our weather against us. And they'll use every little talking point they can to say, oh, Banner Elk, they just get too much snow, and you can't do this outside, and you're going to be stuck indoors, and this just takes one more thing off their talking point list that they can no longer use against us. And I think that's going to be something that we can play to our advantage and say, okay, now we're, now we're, uh, we are where we want to be. And, uh, uh, and we're going to get a more level playing field in the recruiting process against everybody. And, and then it's going to make it better to your point, Brad, being able to be better prepared, uh, when we travel, uh, and competing on turf, uh, so I, I just see it as a huge win in so many different ways. And, yeah, to Kat, your point, whew, a lot less work. Uh, I'm, I've been thinking uh, whose job is it to uh, maybe have to uh, 
use a machine to get the snow off the field. That's I'm more curious about that because, uh, you know, one way or another, that's probably going to have to happen at some point. So uh, I think that might be a fun job for somebody, uh, Frank, maybe. But, Brad, I could see you doing that, too. So anyway, <laughs> Brad and Kat, thank you for sharing your perspective uh, on the turf at Tate, at Tate Field. And I'm looking forward to that first game. Thank you Appreciate so much. Appreciate it, Tim. Yeah. Next up on Inside the Den, we have men's soccer coach Shane Calvert and women's soccer coach Callie Morrill. Callie and Shane, thanks for being on the show. Shane, I'm going to open up with you. You have some coaching experience with turf. You've been around it a lot. When you heard this news, after being here at Lees McRae for a year and coaching and playing on grass, boy, that had to be music to your ears. We're, we're very fortunate. We're, we're really excited. I think all of us are. And, you know, when the announcement was first made that we were getting the turf, you know, it's a, it's a tremendous a benefit for us, especially in soccer. You know, when the ball's on the ground and you're playing good soccer and the ball's constantly moving, just to know there's consistent, consistent surface to play on to where the players can really get used to the speed of play and really judge what's going to happen and, you know, I think that it's going to set us up for, for great success going forward, especially the way we play. Um, you know, we're a very possession-oriented team, and being able to keep the ball on the ground and knock it around, my, my guys are just excited through the roof right now. Well, you bring up some good points about just how it's going to change the style of play and, and enhance it, and we'll come back to that a little bit later on. But, Callie, when we heard the news from Dr. King and Craig McPhail, Boy, how did it strike you? Wow, what a great environment. I mean, we had all the coaches together in the gym and President King and, and Craig McPhail. So nobody really knew what we were meeting about besides the general staff meeting. Uh, I think everybody was caught off by surprise. So just the overwhelming joy, obviously, for the four teams that we use it to play games on. But really the student body and the Lise McRae campus community, intramurals, fitness for other teams things of that sort i mean i think it's a win-win for everyone it is and uh shane how do you see this uh affecting you know things for the coming season it's going to be a tight spring uh schedule with all four teams playing at the same time with all sports uh kicking off in the spring it's going to be a juggling act uh that probably will be the hardest obstacle to overcome is scheduling but with your players uh, but what was their response when they heard this news? The guys were ecstatic. I mean, the the seniors that are here, you know, have heard that that our school's been really trying to get this done for a while now. Um, nobody knows that better than Brad, who you know has been around here forever. Um, but you know, our guys had heard it, and to be able to see the, the the face of our seniors and the pure excitement on those guys, you know, at first there were questions, and then when they when they heard, okay, this is going to be in, you're going to play this spring season in this COVID year, you know, this was a ray of sunshine we all mm-hmm. been looking for. Mm-hmm. All these kids have heard everything so negative for a while, and now, you know, other schools are, are you know, sometimes having to, to shut down programs and things like that, but to show that our school is moving forward and creating 
what's going to be a special, you know, special facility for all of us. And the seniors were asking, you know, when they heard that we're going to get to play on in the spring and they're going to get to finish their career as one of the first, as the first men's soccer team to get to experience that turf, it, it was so special. Um, you know, not even being funny, but a, a couple of the guys were a bit were tearing up a little bit, and <laughs> they instantly were on the phones talking to their parents, talking to their friends. And, you know, I just I'll, – I'll never forget that moment when those guys first heard it and realized that this – all the hard work that, that Craig and Dr. King have been through to get this turf here had finally been accomplished. You know, it, it was it was as special seeing their faces as it was seeing Craig's face when he was able to announce mm. it to all of us. Well, Callie, you know, when – after we learned of it in our staff meeting, I know that there's a presentation out on the field with all the players out there on – on Tate Field, on the grass, uh, when that announcement got made, and you're with your girls, what what were the looks on their faces? What was their emotion? What did you see? Well, it was pretty symbolic. You know, Dr. King, you know, was speaking to the group and said, "I want you to take a look down underneath your feet." And here we are standing in the middle of Tate Field and natural grass. And he said, "This this will not be here. Come, you know, January one." 2021 we're gonna have turf and every you know balloons kind of floating around confetti starts to pop uh the kids are just looking at each other saying is this real you know (laughs) Uh, it was a really cool experience just to watch all the different teams and the cheerleading squad was out there it was it was a fantastic environment to make an announcement and so to piggyback off what shane said about his style of play and and how he sees that benefit in his squad for your women's soccer team now transitioning from grass to turf, how do you see your team and your players taking advantage of this opportunity as players? Absolutely. I think a, a more consistent training environment as far as um, a way to pass, things of that sort, we're going to get accustomed to the field. So similar to Shane, we're possession-oriented. We're not the biggest team in the conference, so we're, we're – you know, we're not keen to playing direct and running past people all the time. So our, our kind of game is keeping the ball on the ground. So the turf field is going to be crucial to the success um, as we're in this style of play. Well, and, you know, weather and and uh, the just the conditions we have to, uh, I, some people call it endure, but, you know, I enjoy uh, the weather that we do have and all the transitions of seasons. And, and now that's going to be less of a factor for us. Uh, and, but, you know, I've talked with other coaches of how the recruiting process is affected and how other teams use that against us because we're seen as having to stay inside all the time uh, to either train and, and, or make all kinds of arrangements to play games or travel or do other things to be able just to compete. Now this is going to allow for, you know, lacrosse and soccer to be here and and get your games on our field. From a recruiting standpoint, though, uh, Shane, how are you being able to use this as a positive and flip people over to Lees McRae for 2021? Well, we've already seen a big impact with our our recruiting classes. We're going after 2021. And, you know, as much as it is now we have this playing surface, you know, I, I know Callie's experienced as well. You know, it's been tough to get teams to play here. You know, the conference usually gives us five or six home games a year, but it's been very difficult to get other teams to come here. And now these teams that we've been having to travel to two and three and four years in a row are saying, okay, we'll come back up there. So now we're creating a more of a home environment for our players, which mm-hmm. is huge. 
and the other side of it too is you know like i said there you know with with the recruiting and and these players with again with everything negative in the world right now to see such a positive move forward from from our college shows how important that you know the school feels about its athletic programs and that you know we're we're building things to be successful you know we're we're always looking forward and and tomorrow's going to be better than today and a month from that's going to be better than tomorrow and i think that's the biggest part about it is you know we're coming off a a season we didn't do so well but selling that vision and selling what we're trying to get to and showing how the school is is jumping in and giving us the resources and things like that it's just tremendous advantage for us right now in recruiting because you can see everything lining up you can see the hope you can see the excitement i mean our training sessions this year, even though we're on grass right now, I can't tell you how many times in the middle of our training session, I just kind of look up at the game field and realize what we're going to be able to experience here in a couple of months. And our guys feel the same way. And that just resonates in the recruiting world and makes the program a more positive situation. Mm-hmm. And Callie, for you, I know you've been on the recruiting trail pretty hot here lately. What's been the response you've seen from the ladies you're talking to about joining your team next year? I think it's the commitment from the college and the athletics department um, to to basically support in a time where many colleges and athletic departments are are on the edge. um, We're kind of leaning forward, it looks, as an athletic department and a college. So we're leaning in and we're saying we're committed here. I think that's the biggest thing. We hear parents, uh, recruits, all of them have seen the social media floating around and they're, they're ecstatic for the college for women's soccer program and, and all the athletics so just the commitment really towards athletics and the college in general has been the biggest recruiting tool so far for us well okay i one final thing then has there been anything other than the big surprise of the news and and that it's happening in all times in the middle of a pandemic when as you all say this is not the expected thing um you know what else is is there any been any stories or have you heard from alumni what what extra cali has anything jumped out from this that you did not anticipate after hearing this news that that's also a bright spot uh through this story mm, uh, of course the alums you know they're, they're a little you know envious but they're so happy i mean they they get back to these programs and shane's in a similar situation with his guys i mean he has a lot of alums that want to support and give back to the program so i, I think they're all super happy you know they're happy for the, the current student athletes um and, and they still feel part of the program so in, in turn it's a bit of theirs mm. as well that's a great point and it's a good segue for me to mention i know that both soccer teams have tremendous alumni support and of course we've got this new kick uh to uh, gain more Bobcat Club supporters. Uh, Shane, what's been the response to your alumni? And, uh, you know, are we seeing some more interest in people now willing to invest more back to your programs because of this excitement and this commitment the college is making? Absolutely. You know, we, we're very fortunate to have the alumni and have the history that we have here. I mean, we have everything from players who have played on the U.S. men's national team all the way through the tremendous, you know, season in 2009. You know, and that team's getting elected. We were going to put them in the Hall of Fame last year, 
but we're unable to do the ceremony because of COVID-19. So in 2021, when we do have our Hall of Fame, those guys are that 2019 is going to come back and they're actually going to get to play alumni game or at least be on that turf and see it, you know, right up front. As And, and they're a big reason why that happened. You know, we're so fortunate to have the group that we do. And, you know, and, and we're fortunate to have the people in advancement that we have right now. You know, that that the, the group that we have there has really has really engaged our alumni, engaged the, the college's alumni like I don't think we've ever done before. And, and, you know, people are excited. There's events going on, you know, again, where where everybody's everybody's having a pause in life. Our school is just going so, so forward on creating a positive environment and creating hope and creating you know, just the belief that, you know, hey, we're here and we're going to be here and we're going to be successful in everything we do. And I think that's what hearing back from the alumni has been tremendous. I mean, I got I probably got 40 text messages within an hour <laughs> of the official announcement coming across, you know, and, and as much as I didn't want to say anything before, I, I, this is the one time I'm glad we have to wear a mask all the time because. When they told us at 2.30 and they told the kids at 3 o'clock, I couldn't take the smile off my face walking <laughs> on that field. If if I wouldn't have had a mask on, there's no way I could have held it in. You know, so I'm kind of glad we had to wear a mask up there. Um, but it, it's just great because we, you know, Callie and I both have, have wonderful alumni that are always still a part of this. And this is another way of bridging the past, the present, and the future. Mm, that's a good point. Well, Callie, Shane. Thank you for sharing your perspective on Inside the Den today. I cannot wait till those games start next spring. I'm ready to get after it. Thanks, buddy. We're ready for it, too. Go Bobcats. If you enjoyed this episode and value what you heard about Lee's McRae Athletics, then please join the Bobcat Club. Your membership and donations to the Bobcat Club directly impact our ability to be successful on the field, on the court, and on the bike. To join, visit lmcbobcats.com, and in the top right corner, click on Support. There, you will find the Bobcat Club. There are four different levels of membership to choose from, and you can designate your donation to a specific team in the drop-down menu. If you believe in the Bobcats, join the Bobcat Club at Lee's McRae Athletics. Thank you for your support. To listen to this episode again or to find previous episodes, go to our website, lmcbobcats.com, or find us on SoundCloud by searching Lee's McRae Athletics. And as always, go Bobcats.